Hey there, No Labels, No Limits podcast listeners. Sarah Box, your host, and I'm thrilled to introduce to you today our guest, Julie Renee During. And before I start the interview, let me just tell you a couple of things that really stood out for me from my conversation with Julie Renee. In addition to being the founder of the Quantum Activation Academy, she is the author of a recent study, 2018-2019, Cellular Neogenesis Brain Study which really looked at what is new in science about our brains, how do they rewire, and how do we come back from seemingly traumatic and irreversible events. But in addition to that, Julie is also the author of 12 books. And as we start our interview, she's going to tell you how she sits here today before us after having survived an atomic blast, died twice, and at the age of 62, is a mother of a loving two-year-old. So with that, let's go to the interview. Hey there, No Labels, No Limits podcast listeners. As promised, our guest today is Julie Renee During, and I'm going to ask Julie Renee to introduce herself to you and a little bit about her backstory and how she sits in front of us today, how she came <laughs> to be here. Oh, I get to do the introduction. Yay! Okay, so I'm going to tell you what I want to tell you. <laughs> Ab- absolutely. So I literally survived the atomic bomb testing in the Nevada desert as a child. We were on vacation. We didn't live there, but they were doing underground bomb testing. People go, what are you talking about? From 46 to uh, 76. So 1946 to 76. And um, I got exposed and then I developed cancer. I had terminal cancer at 24 and I actually died at 24 the first time. Died twice. Went through 17 surgeries. Uh, multiple cancers. I was in a wheelchair for a year, told I would never walk without unbearable pain and canes, that I was in line for if I ever had any more injury on my leg, that they were going to amputate it. There was just this whole long period of being sick. And about 12 years ago, I went into my garden in prayer and meditation. I'm a woman of faith. I believe in God. And um, I was praying and meditating and just lifting my energy and saying, God, you promised me the Garden of Eden and I'm living in hell on earth and I don't want another year of some horrible thing they're telling me is wrong with me because I had all these weird things because of the radiation. There was just like one weird thing after another. And um, I, I demanded, take me or make me well. I did not want to die. So that was not an option. I wasn't going to have this painful death. So just take me make me translate into heaven or make me well. And on that very first day of prayer and meditation, I, about two and a half hours into prayer and meditation, I started experiencing something light happening with my body. And in my mind's eye, so in in my vision, I could see a master cell, a cell that kind of directed my whole body to generate as an infant was going from very, very sick and damaged to this healthy cell. And I was watching it and it became this pulsing blue orb. And uh, I cried. I mean, I was looking at what I felt like I was looking at is the face of God, that it was something so incredible. And what was so phenomenal about that moment was I'd always separated. I always thought my body's made of clay and my spirit is of God. And all of a sudden I knew that my body 
was divine, that my body was of God. And there was this, this huge shift happening in me. It was feeling like light and tingles all over my body. And I continued to go into my garden for several weeks, do the same thing. I had that inspiration because I sat where Buddha sat under the Bodhi tree in India and where he had his enlightenment. I was under one of the ancestor Bodhi trees that had come from the tree that he had sat under. And um, he sat for 40 days because they had said, all the wise men said, there's no way you can become enlightened. You're the son of a king. You're wealthy. You can't become enlightened. And of course, Buddha proved everyone wrong, became enlightened. And every doctor had said, you're dying. You got to make peace with this. Just live with it. And I was like, no, I don't believe in this. Within six months, I was running 30 miles a week on a mountain trail. And you have to understand, six months before, I was walking with two canes. They were telling me to get a cane with a seat because it was I was walking with so much pain. Um, they told me I would never dance again. And six months later, I was dancing on stage again with a rock and roll band. And um, my life just dramatically turned around. And it wasn't like I wasn't without problems because I had to continue to heal and regenerate and learn. But the scientists and doctors around me were watching my body get better. and. I was getting better so much faster than I had declined. And I looked so ancient. When I was sick, I looked really, really old. If you see pictures of me from 20 years ago, 15 years ago, I looked like I could be my grandmother. You know, I looked so pain-ridden. And they were going, what is going on with you? And so the very first people I taught, and actually the reason that that um, big book, Your Divine Human Blueprint book came together was that they wanted me to define what was happening in my body. And at that time, I had to keep trying to put words to what was happening. And in the beginning, it was hard. Now I'm just boom, bidi, boom, bidi, boom. Um, so I kept writing Marcy Shimoff, who wrote Love for No Reason and Happiness for No Reason. She was, she was looking at this. It was a 600-page book, and I still had 17 chapters I wanted to write. She said, you were a ridiculous publicist thing. <laughs> People are not going to read a 1,200-page book. Just get it published and <laughs> get to work. And so I published, and I have continued to publish and teach. And um, so that's kind of my journey on the how I got to sit in front of you at uh, 62 years old, mom of a two-year-old, and um, teaching an academy that has students from 80, 84 countries now. We have students in 84 countries. Been, uh, it's been a journey. Um, not without suffering and difficulty, but you know what? I think suffering makes us stronger, makes us wiser, makes us better. So if you've gone through some suffering in your life, you know, just know that you are the lucky one. You really are the lucky one because you've gotten the opportunity to grow. People who are in a coast life, they're not growing. They, it might be, you might dream about a fantasy coast life of just, you know, relaxing on the beach your whole life. But I honestly, that's a little boring, right? <laughs> for me, it is. Yeah. I've gone, okay, that's good for an afternoon. Yeah. But there's you more happening. It's like a six or nine day vacation twice a yeah. year in a Mexico beach, you know, six star resort with white sand beaches and me and my daughter go. And that's nice. But I love all the activity of life. I'm a, I'm a big fire woman. I've got seven planets in fire. So I want to go. I want to have action and activity. And I want to grow. So let's back up and talk a, a minute about your daughter. And the, you talked about having, you have a two-year-old now, right? Mm -hmm. 
at yeah. 62. So that has its own story. So in the context of someone who's already overcome much, yeah. I mean, amazingly, and, and we are, I do want to talk about your work and your research and all of that. But I also want to talk about your giving and loving heart that then brought a child into your life at this point where you clearly have much to give. What prompted that? And, and how did you even bring that about? Well, that's, that's a very deep story, too. Um, when I got sick at 24, I was married, and I had three children. At 24, I already had three birth children. And I lost full, I lost custody, and really it was so hard on me because I was just all about being a mom. And over time, uh, the relationship really with the children was so split because the father didn't want me involved in their life. And it got more and more difficult until the point where they're just, you know, they just haven't spoken to me in years. And I had always loved them and wanted to be part of their life. And, uh, and then there was all of the sickness and uh, I hadn't given up on having more children. And I had tried in my forties, but my body wasn't healthy enough. I had tried um, fertility medicine and I had, uh, I would conceive I'd be pregnant for a few weeks or a month or two, and then I'd miscarry. So I had 13 miscarriages trying to have children when my body hadn't been regenerated yet. So I was trying. And, and then I came to this point in my early 50s where it just didn't go away. The wanting to be a mom and wanting to like kid, take the kids, which I do, I take her to ballet. She's in a lot of therapy because she has some special needs. So we're in therapy four days a week. And she goes to a special, wonderful school. And it just, to me, I didn't feel like I had completed what I'd come to do, that I had wanted to fulfill my mothering experience. So um, I, I created this huge miracle and I moved into this incredible, beautiful estate I bought. And um, that was like way beyond what I could have imagined. A, a lady who actually interviewed me, um, she was talking to me personally on the phone saying, oh, get realistic, Julie Renee, you're not going to get that house for another four or five years. And I thought, oh my God, I can't wait another four or five years for children. So um, I worked like 18 hour, day, 18 hour days and I went to the National Publicity Summit. I went to all these things and I connected with everybody. And I made this huge miracle happen where I moved into this gorgeous, very wealthy area and within six months, I was ready to bring children in. And that was the plan, to big, get this big house in the country. Uh, we're on the top of a mountain in the Santa Lucia mountain ranges in Carmel. And um, so I just called, and it, I, I just, I heard the, this is funny, I heard the voice of God say, it's time to do it. Pick up the phone. And so I searched California adoptions, and I found an adoption lawyer, and I said, I was, I was 58 going on 59. I was like, is it too late? I want to adopt a child. And they said, no, you've just met, met the deadline. And so I went through four months of home study and they said, oh my God, you're the perfect person to adopt. We love that. And I said, well, I'd really like to have two or three kids. And they said, no problem. You get that first one before you turn 60 and we'll make sure you get as many as you want. And um, the doors just opened. It was amazing. A year from when I filed for adoption and then went through the four months, it was a year exactly that Adelia was in my arms. Uh, I got her at 20 hours old and brought her home at 12 days old. And um, it's, it's been amazing. 
And, and when you go through an adoption journey, um, and the way that people can do it who are over 50 is through private adoption. That's generally how you can do it over 50. Um, there's foster parenting, too, that you can do. And you'll just have to find out. Overseas adoption kind of ends if you want to adopt um, children that are from, like, Russia or India. That's going to be, you're going to have to be early, younger than 40 to do that. But I think I always want to say to people, it's, your life's not over. And there are miracles waiting to happen. And I think we start talking ourselves out of the wonderful life we planned for ourselves. And what I've found is that nothing is in the timing I thought it would be. But I look at all the miracles that happen one after another after another. And I have to say that it's that strong faith, just believing that there's good and good ahead of me and that there's more to come. And uh, thinking that, well, gosh, my grandma lived to 99 and a half. And we've got distant relatives who live to 107 and 109. There are people in Japan, 70,000 people living between 100 and 120. There's no reason that I can't watch these children that I'm adopting grow, get married, have children. Maybe, you know, maybe I have grandchildren or great-grandchildren, you know, I don't know. But I know that I have a long life ahead of me. And it's, it's a beautiful time in life. Uh, at this stage, I'm wise. I'm patient, I'm loving, I have more prosperity than I did in a younger stage. Um, I understand life better. It's a perfect time to have children. What a giving and loving heart you have as well. Thank so I, mean, I just think it's great and how great for your daughter and just the transformation within yourself, both physically, you know. I wanted to ask you, when you saw that master self, mm -hmm. Have you continued to see that in your work and your research when you went back out to the garden repeatedly? Did you reconnect with that? That particular experience, I think, was meant as a blessing so that I understood and I saw that. So I haven't had like that elated experience. Mm -hmm. But yes, um, that's actually what we do. We work with the master and the stem cells. And that's how cellular neogenesis works. We activate those um, cells in whatever area. Um, I just finished a brain study, so that's what I have been talking about. But we do regenerate the entire body in our Year of Miracles program. It's 12 months. It's 36 hours of regenerating everything in the body over 12 months. And we use cellular neogenesis to do it. Well, let's talk about that in more detail because I know you have some great examples of really concrete things about what have happened from um, high-performance men and women who have had strokes. But before we even talk about that, talk about your research and about what, what is neogenesis anyway. Give our listeners some sense about what's that mean. And because when I first said it, I said neurogenesis, which is yeah. different from what you're talking about, is, right? Yeah. So set me straight. <laughs> and set me straight, and then we can talk about some of the things your folks have experienced. Okay. Cellular neogenesis, I defined uh, and brought in. It's really fun because I, I do hear scientists using words very similar to what I'm using when I'm describing this. And that is first, we do a big clearing where we clear like a thousand different obstacles to that part of the body regenerating. And uh, we use a chart and some hand movements. We're using the quantum field. And there are two kinds of physics. There's Newtonian physics and there's quantum physics. And most people think about Newtonian physics as legitimate physics. It's like 
gravity and the apple falling from the tree. So that's Newtonian physics. You probably studied that in high school or college. And then there's quantum physics. Quantum physics isn't quite as revered, unfortunately. They both were really defined in 1915, the same year. But uh, quantum physics says that we're all part of a field of particles vibrating. Based on how those particles are vibrating, you get a better or a worse result. And so imagining that your body is part of a field of particles vibrating, you can transform without doing anything energetically, like with energy healings or you know, I don't want to, like, there's all kinds of different things where they're moving energy and foreign energies around to make your body move, but then you have foreign energy in you. What we're doing is we're rearranging the way the particles are vibrating in your body so that you're healthier or you're younger or you're more youthful or your skin is better or your heart works better or your brain works better. Or you're at sea again. I, I wore glasses from 18 to 46. I'm 62. I haven't worn glasses since I was 46. I have no intention of ever putting glasses on again. So there's lots of practical applications for cellular neogenesis. We're activating the stem and master cells in the area that we're regenerating. Then we're mirroring them to the surrounding cells, meaning a mirroring process. You might, when somebody smiles at you and you have that feeling, you have a little like glow, that's mirroring. So what we're doing is we're having the cells that are now at 100%, the master and stem cells, we're having them mirror to those six cells or those low-functioning cells surrounding. And so now they've got that glow too. And then the third part of that is we start a regenerative process, a cascade of new cell growth. And how we do that is we use the mitochondria. Mitochondria is a fuel generator of the cell, looks like a little caterpillar. And I've always had this silly image of a you know tickling putting your finger in the caterpillar's uh, belly and it goes <laughs> and outspurts a whole bunch of healthy cells. Now I know that's really silly, but I, I do see things kind of cartoon-like when I imagine things a lot of times. So that's what I imagine. And then the cascade of new cell growth lasts in the brain for about 185 days. So you're getting about six months of regeneration. We follow that up just with a half an hour of meditation a day and some directions like uh, don't have pain medication and alcohol, a drink uh, water. We have a SIP-16 method of water. So drinking half your body weight over the course of the day, but not guzzling, drinking it over the course of the day. But really very little to get phenomenal results. That is so hopeful. And I mean, when you think about what you're describing and the healing that can come from that, yeah. I just think that's so hopeful. And and I want to say that it works in two different ways. So cellular neogenesis works with things that are working not very well and less frequently, but we also have people who have had something surgically removed and we've been able to grow it back using the exact same technique. So Lady Carolyn Stevens, if you put my name and Carolyn Stevens' name into YouTube, she did an interview, I wasn't there, but she did an interview on what that was like, the experience of working with me. And we went on to grow her colon back after that interview. So she was, um, her life force was at like 4%. Uh, she was having visions of angels. She had been a former nun, married late. And then she's, as she was getting better, she stopped having visions of angels and she started like getting up and like she was out of bed and moving around. And there was this like miracle happening. 
um, which is so exciting. And she she had a bag and she had married late. So she said, I can't, I don't feel like I'm going to be whole unless we get rid of this bag. So Julie Renee, I want you to regenerate my colon. And I'd had some evidence because I had been able to regenerate my tonsils and adenoids that have been surgically removed. So I said, okay, we're going to do our very best and we will do the same process. And you'll use your prayer and your connection with God and the angels. And I will work with the quantum field and God too, because God is my partner. And together we grew back her colon. She was able 18 months later to have the colostomy bag removed with a healthy colon and no problems. They say they didn't want to remove the bag because she was going to have explosive diarrhea because they didn't believe a colon was there. She had the bag removed and had normal, everything normally functioning, very, very healthy. And, and it also works with, we had a, a lady who was going through the treatments and she had 27 lesions and we weren't in the, her case, she, um, we were working on her energy and vitality, but we have worked with people with cancer that have had complete disappearance of cancer. Many things that have been amazing and miraculous that have happened. But with her, she had uh, PET scans and they were looking at her liver and her lungs and right in that area, a radiation radiologist discovered that she had a failed adrenal that was the size of a raisin. And she was working with me and she was taking classes with me. And over four months, she went back and had a PET scan again to see what had happened. And that adrenal was now on the PET scan, the size of a plum, fully functioning. And uh, so it was like documented by a radiologist. We've got a dead, non-functioning adrenal. And we just plumped it back up and got it working again for her. And she was quite ill. So I think, well, you look at that and a miracle can happen in a healthy or a sick body. Well, what's interesting about that beyond the healthy and sick is I'm curious what the reaction has been to you or about your work from like the medical folks who are looking at that, the results of scans or their patients and thinking, what is happening here? Have people reached out to you and said, what's going on? Or do they just figure it's a fluke? You know, it's kind of a funny thing because they, they tell their clients, keep doing what you're doing because it's working. And that's what they do. And in Western medicine, they are monitored. They cannot promote or endorse anything that's outside of the practice of Western medicine. And I've had doctors study with me and they want all the knowledge, but they can't they can't really say anything. They can they can say, well, she's she's, but they really they're um, they're under very strict guidelines. Well, and that being said, we've got like twelve testimonials from doctors who have experienced my work and had miraculous transformation on the site. I'm not going to say that they're going to take it out into the world, but they've told their story and gotten it into the website. So we've got quite a few testimonials from doctors who are very grateful and know that it's not just um, slice and dice and pills. It's just not gonna be the solution. You know, what we're really looking for is to grow healthier and younger. We're not looking for just a, there's a place for Western medicine. I think it's in, you know, dire straits when you've had an accident. I think that's a good time for, if you've had a really, serious like pneumonia or something, that's a good time for Western medicine. But I think most other things, we want to grow younger and healthier. And after you've been through an accident or you've had an illness, you want to do the regenerative work. So talk to me about what, it, from a 
participant or one of your client perspectives, what participating in this year-long program, I mean, you talked about like the meditation that, but what would I expect as someone as part of that program? How often am I with you? What, what's that look like? Well, we have four different year-long programs. The one that I mentioned, though, is the regenerative program, the Year of Miracles. And you're just, it's really easy. You're going to come into a three-hour regenerative retreat via live stream, uh, very much like this. And there's a chat box going the whole time and people get to ask questions and we sing and we pray and we affirm that we're, you know, powerful beyond measure and we have the ability to transform ourselves. It's very uplifting. We're very love-based and it's a wonderful experience as you go through. And we have charts, so we'll do a clearing and then we'll go into the cellular neogenesis chart. So one by one, we do different hand movements and different clearings and different activations. Um, but it's uh, very, I, I would say very luscious. The people who participate in Year of Miracles are very fortunate people. They're going to have a 15 to 35% improvement in all areas that we're regenerating first year. A lot of times people will come in for three or four years because they continue to get bigger and better results. The first time we're uh, touching on something, it's going to move, but it might not move all the way. And so we work, we keep working on that. I also have a one-to-one miraculous program. And um, that is even wonderful in a different way because you get to work directly with me. Uh, but that's not in the budget of lots of people. And the miraculous program that we have, Year of Miracles program, everyone, it's very, very economical. So everyone can do it. Now, will you tell us, for my listeners, we, Julie, Renee, and I had a chance to chat before we started recording, and she was sharing some really amazing stories, amazing to me, about people who have actually suffered strokes um, and her high-performance people in the relationship. So, Julie, Renee, will you talk about the link between high-performance and the brain and strokes, and then what happened as a result for those individuals? Yeah. Um, first of all, we, we talked about, and what I think is really remarkable, is a woman who, early 60s, a very high-level executive who traveled around the world, and she was in a third-world country uh, doing business, and she got, she got Ebola. And that caused six strokes really rapidly within, a, within 24 hours. She'd had six strokes, and she was no longer able to function. She could speak, but virtually had lost all of her cognitive abilities. Like she couldn't really carry a conversation. Um, She just was very confused and very sad. And uh, working with her, her miracle was, it was an interesting thing because one of the things that really helped her was to stay on track with the meditations and she had to have someone set that up for her. So I would say her transformation, we saw the biggest shift at 45 days, but that's not normal. She was just on her own. If somebody's got to help her with them, it's usually 10 days. So then I looked to the next uh, person that was very, very serious, Davis, who um, they had heard about me. He couldn't speak. He no he had to wear a diaper and he couldn't walk. And 10 days after the regeneration, he had somebody helping play the meditation for him every day. And it's not any particular one. I have 187. We provide like 10 good meditations for people going through the process. 
10 days later, he was speaking. He was walking and talking. He was, had control of his bowels and, you know, bowel bladder. And um, that was very rapid. I continued to work with him for three months and he was well on his way, as was Elizabeth, the executive. And then there was a PR agent who was really in kind of early stages of dementia, Alzheimer's. And her friends got together and said, Julie Renee, we love her. Linda was her name. And we, we've lost her. She's not herself anymore. She doesn't remember things. And it's really upsetting to all of us. And so they got together and bought her uh, time with me. And within 10 days, I got thank you notes from all of them saying, we've got our Linda back. And she's like bright and smart and she's got her memory back. Now we look for the first initial big boost 10 to 14 days after the regeneration. But immediately, you're going to feel clear. You're going to feel really kind of refreshed and you're not going to have any funny, like looping mind. So many people have that looping mind thing going on. Um, by the way, we have a julierenee.com forward slash quiet mind. We have a meditation for those of you who are interested in brain regeneration. Um, so that's just a gift if you want that. But one of the things people say when they uh, are going through the brain regeneration is the first thing they notice is that their mind is quiet and their body is relaxed and they feel so at peace that they don't know if they've ever felt at peace at one with themselves like that in their lifetime. Like, I don't know. They say, I don't know if I ever felt this way. I mean, I've always had like chatter going on and all the chatter shuts off. And there's this beautiful experience. Some people, depending on what kind of health you're in, some people will have a few days where they're pretty sleepy. And that's really great news if you are, because the cells are growing fastest, most rapidly when you're sleeping. So if your inclination after regeneration is, I need a few days off to rest and relax, perfect, because you're going to get a nice big boost of new cell growth. And you have to think about those cells are at 100%. So they're all popping out, coming from the mitochondria is directing it, and they're coming out um, sparkly. We use the light of the cell for the mirroring. So they're all like, like the spirit of the cell, light of the cell. So they're coming out. It's feeling really good. You're feeling really good. Uh, and then that first big boost of like a brain leap would be between 10 and 14 days, you're going to have a brain leap. And then it's going to be like steady. And I always encourage people when you've gone through brain regeneration, try, try after 14 days, start thinking about whether you're reading new topics or you're taking a new language or you always wanted to do piano, start taking it because we want to open new ways that you use your brain. Just like a muscle, if you're doing uh, bicep exercises, that's exercising. If we could regenerate it, but if you did nothing with it, it wouldn't get bigger. You have to exercise it. And so that's what we want with our brain. We want to exercise it. We want to use it. There's um, brain plasticity programs. You can do seven minutes a day of something like mimosity, or there's many different brain programs that just exercise different parts of the brain. So we want you to really activate the parts of the brain that you want to to um, see that big growth, um, kind of a burst of growth. So you'll see a shift. Your memory will improve. Your sleep will improve. Your speech will improve. Uh, headaches go away. There's just maybe a thousand different things that improve. It's funny, even with brain regeneration, people a lot of times tell me their bladder improves. I would imagine to me that um, the science and I'm using the term science loosely, considering what you're talking about is science plus. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just the limited 
view of science, mm -hmm. but that there's still things to uncover from all that you're doing. And the more people you touch, the more is learned about it, I would imagine. Yeah. I think so. I think that one of the things I really love in uh, our academy is we have some wonderful students and they bring their problems to me. And of course, I've worked on my own self, but now I get to work on everybody else's stuff too. And that and the knowledge just keeps expanding. We keep creating new charts and new information and new documentation. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a living, breathing, active revelation. I don't know. It just feels like it just keeps growing. It just keeps getting better. So as we wrap this up, because I could just keep asking you questions, but I won't. <laughs> I, I won't be out of respect for your time and the listeners. Uh, but I just think there's so much potential from what you do and how it can open up all of us to be more fully who we are. And many of the folks who are part of my listening audience, as well as my client base, are all people who are in some sort of transition. Maybe it's a life transition or whatever. Um, what piece of advice might you give them in addition to looking at what you have and, and what you have free on your website to begin this work with? What advice might you give someone from your own history and learning to where you sit now that would encourage them to step out? Well, I think, first of all, if you're going through a, a transition, I think one of the things you want to um, remember is to stay hopeful and faithful, however that is for you. And I know we have people from every religious walk in our, our community, so I don't have a, a, a way that you need to be faithful. But to believe that a miracle is possible or that goodness is possible in your future, I think having that strong faith that something Maybe you can only take a little bit of a, maybe something is, but if you look at a tiny shift that you have and you expand it, you go, I'm so happy for this tiny shift. My toenail grew back. Yay. Um, you know, something small that you can celebrate every day and keep that gratitude really going. Uh, if you're working on brain things, the SIP16 method, uh, which is drinking half your body weight. So you divide it, um, it's typically four ounces every half an hour throughout the day, half hour to 45 minutes. We have to remember that the brain doesn't have a bladder back here. And so if you guzzle and you don't drink anything for three hours, your brain is dehydrated, which makes it function poorly. As a matter of fact, it makes neurotransmitters and hormones function poorly. So by sipping all day long your water, um, that's gonna help you a lot. Get out in nature, take walks. Nature heals the body. So that's going to be another wonderful thing you can do uh, to improve your mood and your connection with the divine and your health. Um, oh my gosh, a meditating daily will be very good for you to do. Um, the uh, On our website, julierene.com, we have uh, five or six free programs. So if you're suffering from fatigue, we have Fatigue to Fabulous. If you're working on your money stuff because you just went through a divorce, we've got something for that called the Seven Day Wealth Jumpstart. We got the Quiet Mind. So you go shopping and get your free meditations, and daily meditations are going to make you feel so wonderful. Chula Renee, thank you so much for your gifts today, for your spirit, but also just the gifts of your knowledge and life experience. It has been a pleasure to, to meet you virtually and to learn from you today. And I wish you all the best 
And with that, I'm going to just say thank you and leave the last word to you if you have one. <laughs> well, you know, this has been a totally fun interview. I, I've really enjoyed it. And I would say you have a beautiful gift of uh, letting play and spontaneity and miracles show up. And I would say that because of the expansive open heart that you are, we talked about so many things that almost never get asked. So I want to acknowledge you as an amazing host, interviewer, and also having an incredible knowledge and um, a wisdom that uh, was super fun to play with today. So thank you. And for the listeners, if you are going through a difficult time, believe me, I've been there. I know it's really hard. It's hard to keep that faith and that hope up. But you find ways because there is something wonderful around the corner for you. I know it. I believe in your capacity to heal and you will get through this difficult moment. And for those of you who are knocking it out of the ballpark, congratulations and keep taking good care of yourself. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the No Labels, No Limits podcast. We hope you like what you heard. And if you did, we ask that you go over to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. If you know someone who would enjoy this podcast, please be sure to share. And until next time, have a great week living a no labels, no limits, and no excuses life.